fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I gotta be honest, it took a shorter amount of time than I thought it would for those to be doing their New Year's resolutions to no longer be doing their New Year's resolutions. Headline today, most important story of the entire day. We got a lot to get to. Welcome into the show, but we got a lot to get to today. Peloton has halted all their production for bikes and their treadmills as they say demand for their product has gone away. We are officially three weeks into the new year, and we're no longer trying to be healthy any longer. We have, <laughs> is this a record? Is this a record for how much we've given up here? Yeah, we're done. Just done. Over. We no longer want to do your healthy routines. We started off strong on January 1. We were going to lose that 60 pounds and stay in the gym and be active and get our nice toned abs again for the summer beach time. But three weeks in, yeah, heck with that. I got wine to drink, which apparently you can't even drink wine any longer. They now say that daily glass of wine that was supposed to be good for your heart actually doesn't isn't good for you, according to the world heart experts. I call shenanigans on that. But that's coming from the Irish Examiner. They're, price, they're pricing that Guinness is the uh, great aid to your heart. Welcome into the show. we got a lot to get to today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day great to have you today big show lined up we got a lot to talk about yesterday we got to talk about it partially with the joe biden press conference we had a response from kamala harris earlier today from the mainstream media her very first uh big media appearance really in the year that she's been in as vice president because she is tanked horribly she does her cackle she interrupts people she's extremely rude she's a big old mm radio edit word and nobody likes her not even the democrats so she's been trying to rebrand her image we saw a headline about a week or two ago where she's trying to rebrand her image and has it worked did it work i don't know she was on savannah guthrie earlier today talking about what joe biden had talked about yesterday and did she get rid of her can we say the word? i don't know if we could say the word i don't think i'm going to say the word did she get rid of her um grumpiness that only her personality could portray. I will repeat myself, and I'm Vice President of the United States, and the President and I work closely together, and I know his position because he has been consistent in that regard. If Vladimir Putin and Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with a cost that will be severe. Mm. I am Vice President. Mm -hmm. I will repeat myself. And I'm Vice President of the United States, and the President and I work closely together, and I know... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. You work closely together. Nobody likes you. Not even Joe Biden likes you, but I work... I am the Vice President, and yeah, drive me nuts. This is why nobody likes her, is because she is a a stuck-up snot. Yes, I think I can say that. I think that's FCC approved on the radio. And no one can stand her tone. She's tried to calm it down a little bit. She didn't do the, excuse me... She did do, uh, please don't interrupt me, please don't interrupt me, but she stayed very monotone. It was a disastrous interview if you watched it earlier today. We got some of the clips here. But between Joe Biden yesterday. So there's a lot's going to happen, but here's the thing. My conversation with Putin, and we've been, um, how can we say it? 
We have no problem understanding one another. He has no problem understanding me, nor <laughs> me, him. I think that was the best clip of the entire day yesterday. Because, it, look, if you can interpret what, someone, what's, what you're saying, if anybody can interpret you, Joe Biden, then kudos to them. They're either, either on that same IQ level, which is not the highest IQ level, or they have some type of decoder ring that we do not have. But if you and Vladimir Putin are on the same page and you understand him and he understands you, I give you full credit, and that makes me very worried about humanity and the way we move forward because that's not the highest bar to set as a standard moving forward. I got to give a little bit of – no, I don't need to give credit for Kamala Harris. I will say that her job is very difficult. Let's put it that way. Now, she hasn't done anything as vice president. She's been terrible the whole time, but I got to give her a little bit of credit. No, no. I understand that she has a very difficult job because her job as vice president – as it was with Mike Pence, with Donald Trump, as it was with Joe Biden during Barack Obama, as it was during, and the list goes on because that's just what you do. As vice president, your job is to help the administration, is to boost the administration and to be the talking point for the administration, to promote, to be able to push, to try and influence, to try and good, to do the PR for the public, to try and travel around and speak, to try and actually do the interviews. And it's not about your opinions. It's about what the administration is doing and how I am part of that administration and I'm going to be the hoorah biggest cheerleader promoting that on the sidelines trying to rally the troops to make this happen and i can only imagine how difficult that's going to be for a kamala harris because joe biden is incoherent and we have no clue what the hell he's talking about so how do you do that but at the same time she's had her big turnaround She's had a lot of people walk out in her administration. Uh, she's been accused of not actually doing any prep before doing any interviews and not knowing the topics and then getting mad and blowing up at her you know, team because they didn't prep her enough when she's the one that didn't actually do the research and, and prep to make it happen. She's just a disaster right now, and I think everybody can concur with that. I don't need to focus a lot of time on that aspect of it. But when we play these clips, listen to her tone, listen to her messaging, is she getting across what she needs to get across? Because I, I think her whole rebranding scheme of trying to look nice and trying to boost her uh, approval ratings a little bit, I think it's the beginning of the transition. No, I'm not talking about her transitioning to be a man. I, I, uh, no, I want to be a man because I used to be one. Remember that, Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, she's not talking about that kind of tra She's transitioning to potentially be that president. They can no longer contain Joe Biden. He is gone. Yesterday was his kind of sort of State of the Union speech by doing an hour and a half press conference with the with the media, doing a Q&A, and then doing some type of response later on in like March where he's going to talk about his victories. But he said, well, I didn't do enough in talking about all the good stuff we've done over the last year. And that was their big thing. That was it. Now, obviously, if you're talking to the mainstream media that no one pays attention to any longer, your message isn't going to get out, number one. Number two, we can see right through you, Joe. The policies have failed. You're not winning on any issue in any way, shape, or form. And now he tried to promote it. The media tried to push it. They realized they can't, so now they're in their desperate state. The rock and the hard places come finally come to fruition. They have to make a choice. Do you keep Joe Biden in and make Kamala Harris disappear and go away, or do you make him start uh, disappearing and fading off into the gray and actually make her the president and try and make him step aside? This is the moment. This is the monumental moment going into a disastrous midterm election where they're below, uh, down by like five or six points right now for the Democrat Party overall. They have to find a way to boost their support, and they don't know how to do it.
the only way they do is to go back to their original plan. Because remember, they're not the most creative type. That's why they keep bringing up the old guard of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Donald and and, and uh, you know uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid. I guess he's gone, but uh, whoever else. That's why they go back on the attacks of Donald Trump and all the Republicans of how they're fascists and evil and racists and Nazis and everything else because they have nothing else to run on. So they go back to plan A, which was the original plan, boot out Joe Biden, bring in Kamala Harris. So she's doing a marketing rebrand right now for her business, so to speak, her her image. So she goes on Samantha Guthrie, or is that her name? Um, Samantha Guthrie, is that it? Guthrie, whatever her first name was. Savannah Guthrie, thank you. And it came to me. Yeah, Thank you very much. I'm glad you told me that one. And she tried to defend the Biden administration on everything he said, from Russia to the voting issue to working with the Republicans and a nice little 10 minute interview. That was her response to Russia. They're like, hey, he said he was going to be tough. The obvious evidence otherwise in the news doesn't show that he's going to be tough. How do you feel about this, Vice President Kamala Harris? I will repeat myself. And I'm Vice President of the United States, and the President and I work closely together, and I know his position because he has been consistent in that regard. If Vladimir Putin and Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with a cost that will be severe. I don't know what you can hang over their heads, but okay. Good for you. I'm glad you're going to talk tough. It's not going to happen, but I'm glad you're going to talk tough. There is a headline right now that uh, right now there's an investigation with Hunter Biden actively going on that is including with Russia and with China. So that's got it going for him. Then they turned their uh, attention to the voting rights issue. And Kamala trying to contain herself, trying to do this rebranded image right now, trying to appeal nice and lovey-dovey and comforting and warming like a VP should be, where they're just promoting the agenda for the administration, uh, got a little testy with Savannah Guthrie again on voting rights. He openly cast doubt on whether the 2022 midterm elections would be legitimate. He said it all depends, um, which is astonishing to hear a president question whether our elections will be legitimate. We've heard it before, but not from this president. Is he really concerned that, that we may not have fair and free elections? The president has been consistent on this issue. Okay, first off, again, listen to her. T- that is the most monotone, boring thing. She can't get into her high screechy um, voice that she usually has, again, trying to be FCC appropriate here. She can't get into her, wi- her high, whiny, screechy voice, so she's trying to stay calm. She's trying to stay collected. She's trying to stay down low a little bit, trying to just be nice and smooth here. I don't think it's working. And the issue at hand, the issue, I was there last night uh, in the chamber of the Senate, and the issue is that there are two bills, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Freedom to Vote Act that have been the, the solution that has been offered to address the fact that around our country, states have put in place laws that are purposely making it more difficult for the American people to vote. Laws which will be felt by at least 55 million Americans, regardless of their party affiliation, their race, their gender, or their geographic location. Well, to the point, though, because so those we bills have been were clear, debated. And it's, but it's, yeah, the, the, the bills it's, were it's, debated it's, and they didn't pass. If so I may the, finish, the specific, if I may, if I may course, finish. But the specific question if you don't mind wow if i may finish not excuse me excuse excuse me do not interrupt me i'm the vice president okay she's really trying she's trying so hard please let me finish please let me finish 
I am now the favorite librarian. Please let me finish. Now, it doesn't make any sense what she's talking about because apparently Joe Biden did make the comment yesterday of, oh, unless we pass these voting bills, then we will have a corrupt election and it will be unfair, meaning we actually have to verify ourselves and we're going to get an accurate outcome without being able to fudge the numbers a little bit because we don't have an open way to do this. We don't, you know, terrible. We don't have actually six months of early voting because people apparently don't have time to go and vote for the first two weeks leading up to the election where early voting is usually done uh, for individuals that don't like to make it to the polls. So to them, again, Kamala Harris, her duty to defend the administration and promote the agenda they're trying to promote, trying to say there will be a corrupt election unless we actually pass these bills. And then when countered and cornered into this question, wait, what do you, is there really going to be a fraudulent election unless you get this passed? which it's not because that's just a stupid argument to make. She's like, well, look, we have these two bills. You know, people are going to be infringed. You're not going to be able to vote as easily. No, wait a second. Will there be a fraudulent election if you don't pass these bills? Well, people just aren't going to be able to vote. Does he think now that these bills haven't been passed that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair or free? Let's not conflate issues. So what, what we are looking at and, and the topic of so much debate last night was that we as America cannot afford <laughs> to allow this blatant erosion of our democracy. We as American people, we as America. She sounds like one of those at like the Miss America contest. It's like I, I as America, as a person in America, would like uh, to end world hunger. That's your vice president, folks. The rebranding. It seems to be working swell. What do you think, Democrats? Do you think you're going to see a bump in polls? <laughs> the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. So I've come to the conclusion that Kamala Harris, while I disagree with her completely politically, and she's got one of the toughest jobs of trying to muddle her way through hyping up a Biden administration that has no clue what she's doing, uh, that they're doing at least, that she is completely just unqualified for the position. She wasn't prepared for the big national scene this way. She was the most progressive senator in the U.S. Senate for a while before she ran for president, dropped out because she was a failure, and then got on the ticket as the VP. She's just unqualified. She has no clue what she's doing. She's ill-prepared. She wasn't ready for the big scene. And it's very apparent. Here's a perfect example. Savannah Guthrie, during the interview with her, asked her about uh, Joe Biden's attack on the Republicans and how, oh, you know what, it's the Republicans' fault we haven't gotten anything done. If they would just get on board, no, I'm not a crazy left-wing progressive, but Republicans just need to get on board and work with us in some way, shape, or form. And the response from her was kind of epic. You have a 50-50 tie in the United States Senate, as you are well aware. Did the administration fail to temper its initiatives to meet political reality? In other words, should you have been more willing to compromise to try to get all Democrats on board? These initiatives failed because Democrats weren't united, let alone Republicans. Was that an error as you look back on this year? Well, when I look back on this year, I think about things like the bipartisan infrastructure law. Um, Administrations, both Democrat and Republican have tried for years. Well, doesn't that show Republicans do what, were do, willing to help if the, if the initiatives were what, good? But they, they tried for years to do what the American people want. And what the American people know is not an issue that be, should be thought of through a political lens. What? What are you talking about? I got to give credit to the mainstream media. It's Savannah Guthrie on this one. Wait a second. You have a 50-50 vote in the Senate. Isn't it like Democrats' fault that you guys haven't been able to get anything through the Senate right now? I know that Joe Biden's blaming the Republicans and that we're going into a midterm. He would be the proper response in Democrats. I'm trying to help you out here, brother and sister and other, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to help you out here. When you're trying to hype up again as the vice president of the United States and you're trying to hype up the Biden administration's agenda and go into a midterm where you're failing in the polls, nobody likes your policies, you haven't gotten anything done, and you're trying to boost those favorability numbers up just a little bit, here's your response. Yes, it is very difficult to get our agenda done with Republicans. They don't want to get rid of the filibuster. We have a lot of great legislation right now. We have a 50-50 tie and we have a few Democrats that are out liars right now they're not supporting to repeal the filibuster in order for us to get this through it's very frustrating we need to get this done and if we could just get our agenda done then we could see how great things we could do for the american people that was a 30 second response that i came up with on the fly i'm trying to help you out kamala harris but no instead when you're like wait a second isn't it democrats fault that you guys actually aren't getting anything done instead of blaming republicans well i just go back to thinking about bipartisan bills where republicans even supported us wait what Doesn't that mean that they're actually working with you and it's not Republicans' fault and it's actually your fault for not doing anything? Which is what the question was about. Man, she's just not ready. But she loves to hold on to that power. Loves to hold on to it. I will repeat myself. And I'm Vice President of the United States. (laughs) I'm telling you, the whole rebrand isn't working. But again, for the second time, you heard that. The second time. Gets interrupted and instead of, excuse me, doing the high-pitched screeching, you know what voice, uh, that's FCC unapproved that I can't say on the public radio airwaves, that she's trying, please let me finish, please let me finish. Very monotone, trying to be calm. You can see it in her eyes, though. She's getting angry. She gets frustrated. 
It was a 10-minute interview, and she had a lot more to say, and she was a little frustrated she wasn't able to get it all out. She's failing, and this is the great comeback for them. This is the rebrand because they're desperate. They're between the rock and the hard place. The transition has to happen soon between Joe Biden or Kamala, and Kamala needs to step up because they can't hold up Joe Biden any longer. The media is turning on the Biden administration, and when the media turns on the Democrat Party, you know you have a serious problem. So... The one goal they had, the one plan they originally had was to bring her out. Did it work? Probably not. When we come back, Adam Weiss, he's a Republican political strategist. We'll have him on the show. We'll get his thoughts over the last couple days with all the comments and the Democrats trying to make a big push to kick off the new year going into midterms. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Boy, we got a lot to get to. We had Kamala Harris speaking earlier today. We got Jen Psaki that is now trying to backtrack. Again, the Biden administration trying to recover a little bit from the bad COVID response, just bad policies over the last year or so going into an election where they know they're unpopular. Kind of taking what our governor did here in the state of Kansas, where I'm flagshipped out of, out of Wichita, where our governor started to backtrack. And no, no, vaccine mandates are bad. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We totally did before, but we don't now. <laughs> yeah, that's where they're standing. By the way, a little programming note. If you are watching the live stream, which we do have up, we shared it all around uh, for the live stream on Facebook and other social media sites as well through the great OpsLens app. That we are on now, opslens.com and the Opslens app there and the social media. I got word that there was some weird funkiness. The sound was really off. I was trying to work on some of the audio there uh, during the break. So if it is better, let me know. If it is not, let me know as well. And I can continue to work on that one. But uh, some weird, I guess some weird like audio was in the background and I don't know where it was coming from. So nonetheless, we're hopefully back at it and got everything fixed and let me know whether it's better or worse in some way, shape or form. With that, let's go to our next guest. Super excited to chat with him about all this and more. What's trending today? And it has been way too long since I've had this guy on the program. We love having him on. He's a great insight. He is CEO of AMWPR. He's also a political strategist. As we go officially today, day number one of the first anniversary of the Biden administration. I yeah, I know. Oh, I don't know. Is it in an anniversary? Is it a memorial? Like, what is this here for the first day of year number one being all wrapped up and done? for uh the biden administration adam wise back on the line with us adam how are you my friend happy new year i'm i'm 
good, Andy. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. It's been way too long. The first year, obviously not the way the Biden administration wanted it. They didn't actually pass a whole lot over the last year. It was a lot of executive orders, but they're 0 for 2 in the last two months. They held the Build Back Better plan that they failed miserably with, even while they suspended the uh, filibuster temporarily for that bill. They just failed miserably with the voting bills. Where does the Biden administration go from now? Yeah, thank God we have two uh, sane Democrats left that put you know the damper on that piece of legislation you know if if he had any sanity because bill clinton figured this out after he got demolished in 94 in the midterms he would come back to the uh, you know moderate not, i wouldn't say he was moderate but the you know back in the day the way he used to legislate and the way he used to govern biden would be considered a moderate he's got you know pulled so far to the left if he wanted to cause any you know uh safest party at all he would steer to the middle because that's why he got elected. People thought he'd be united. They thought he was a moderate uh, senator and vice president. They didn't think he was going to be such a radical Democrat trying to tell, you know, if why did we need if the voting system was so good last time around and so secure and how dare you January 6th people and how dare the president, how dare you question voting? Why do we need voting legislation, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. If, you know, so, you know, I don't know where they go from here. It's just every policy they want is just the American people are against. His approval ratings in the toilet, but yet they think they, they think flanking with a few radical left. It seems like the only part of their base left is the radical left in the media. Sure, that's kind of what's left of his base. Which you know, if they want to keep going in that direction, we'll have a. I think we'll have a route next year, next November. Well, according to the latest polls, I mean, GOP's up by near 5% going into the election right now. My big question, and we talked about that a couple of days ago, is can we, you know, hold that? Because Republicans have a tendency to kind of screw it up when we have some type of advantage or momentum going. But why do you think that Joe Biden did turn far to the left? Was it, did it happen during the campaign trail before he was in presidency because that was the flavor of the day for the Democrat Party? Or do you think that maybe Kamala, who was the most progressive senator in the U.S. Senate at that time when she tried to run for president and dropped out because she had a 2 to 3% approval rating and then got chosen as the VP, uh, do you think that she's the one steering it? Do you think it's his administration? Why did he take such a hard left turn from compared to where he was? I, I think it's a lot of probably he made, you know, made deals and it's a lot of it's being run by the ex-Obama officials. And, you know, you really think, could he be a puppet? I think he really probably is a puppet and being controlled by ex-Obama officials, Kamala, that crew. And they're so far left. And, look, you know, truth is Biden's probably sleeping by 6 o'clock, so he's not really <laughs> running the government. He might be the face. Think of it, if he was running the government, would this be his first full conference after two years? Yeah. We used to have paper. We used to have press conference that we could have sold on pay-per-view they were like ufc fighting matches and ww wrestling matches and yeah. fox you know the the trump trump press conference they were like would sparkle youtube moments for history what his press conference was like and he would he would have mini press conference. remember from the lawn sure it would just it would just unbelievable his press conference oh, were. and now we get I loved it during the, the the COVID stuff. I mean, he would sit there on TV for three hours and do a press conference with everybody every single night where he would have the task force come in with Mike Pence, and then he would just go at it for two hours and just debate with the media and just have fun. That was transparency, and we knew exactly what was going on. Now we can't even get the president to do an actual State of the Union speech because he's too bi he can't do it. They have to jack him up on steroids just to maintain. So he has to do a two-hour press conference, and then
then do a little bit of a news brief in March to do a quote-unquote State of the Union speech. It's kind of pathetic. It really is. It's really scary. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Now, let's let's fast forward a little bit to this morning where Kamala came on the media. They've talked about her trying to do a rebranding for her uh, her office right now. She's had a lot of people leave her office. She's trying to get back up because I made the pitch in the last half hour that I think the Democrats are really stuck between this rock and the hard place. The goal originally was to get Joe Biden in there, do some things, boot him out, and make Kamala the president. But she's got lower approval ratings than him. So now... They've had to work really hard on trying to rebrand her image in order to do better, and she tried. I don't know if it worked. What are your thoughts on what she did this morning? I think it was another terrible press conference. She can't be asked a tough question. She's very combative. Yeah. You know, it's just it's sooner or later you can't hide a personality, right? It comes out. <laughs> um, from day one, Trump's personality came out. He was engaging. He had a personality. He was combative. And each little element of his personality, some people in the in the Republican movement, he galvanized the conservatives. Yeah. It seemed like the only only the elitists he triggered, right? In the Republican primary, so he, he dominated it so much. Yeah. Oh, did we? We might have lost him, Adam. Are you still there? All right, he was cutting. I know he was traveling on the road trying to get to. Actually, he was getting to a great uh, conference there in in North Florida. We'll try and get him. Uh, we'll put him on hold there for just a second. Uh, but I mean, he was right on, wasn't he? With the uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, they have kind of pitched themselves into that corner to try and rebuild that uh, brand. And whether they can do it or not is kind of up in the air. But right now it's not looking good. And when she has to do her own little quote unquote press conference as in doing a 10 minute interview with Savannah Guthrie, you know, you're in trouble. Let's see if we got Adam back here. Adam, are you there, my friend? Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, back? Yeah, we got you. We got you back. You cut out there yeah, for just so, a moment. It's a, you know, it's a, what we were speaking on before. It's amazing that. Joe Biden picked Kamala. She did terrible in the primaries. Usually, yeah. you go. Usually, whenever you have a Republican, you know, primary and you have a blood, Democratic, it becomes bloody. And like Obama picked Biden, but you know he did give Hillary the Secretary of State. So, you know, usually when Ronald Reagan he gave his uh, runner-up the position, right? He gave it to uh, uh, George W. Bush, the elder. So usually. I don't know why he went, because it was another, maybe that was the beginning when he decided to go woke, when he promised, I'm going to not only pick a woman, I'm going to pick an African-American woman. <laughs> well, a pretend African-American, because she's not from Africa, she's from Jamaica. <laughs> a, right. a, a fake one, yeah. But it, it was close enough. I mean, for, I guess, Democrats' standards, it was actually close enough. What should Republicans be doing right now? Obviously, we're trying to hold up the filibuster so that way we can stop a lot of the stuff coming out of the Senate. Uh, we are focusing on exposing what they've done over the last year. But what should Republicans be focusing on as we continue with the momentum going into midterm election season? I think the Republicans got to fight tooth and nail everything you know, uh, you know Biden does. But I think they should stand up for uh, you know more of this uh, you know what's happened to some of these January six people. You know a lot of you know, 600, 700 people are in jail for just being you know visitors to the Capitol that got waved in by you know seems like a lot of plans. Seems like a staged event that happened. That, you know, there's a lot of people. I wish they would defend more what's these uh, this behavior that's happening from the Democrats. This January 6th committee is a farce, you know, yeah. it's a fishing expedition, you know, the most, you know, I never heard the word insurrection used so much in the last year in my life, right? An insurrection. Nobody even showed up with no, has insurrection happened with no guns, no knives, nothing. 
Yeah. So I, I think they should continue what they're doing, but stand up for something that's we're really getting beat up. We're not on the offensive enough, but they're doing. If the Democrats weren't doing such a terrible job, you know, Republicans should be more fight more for some of the things that you know we're getting accused of constantly. We're not. We don't fight. They fight tooth and nail. They fight dirty. We don't. Right. Yeah. That's very true. Republicans have a very bad habit of not standing up and fighting. And in fact, when they do, the only time they actually do stand up and fight is when it's against their own party. But I think at the statewide level, we're starting to. I mean, you see 60 percent of the county parties in Wyoming uh, try and actually go after Liz Cheney because they've denounced her as a Republican. They don't recognize her as a Republican. And I think a lot of these moderate Republicans are losing support. Matter of fact, I'm part of a host committee next week in, uh, in South Florida and Miami Beach at the tech gurus, Peter Thiel's house, we're uh, holding a fundraiser for, uh, you know, Harriet Hageman, who's trying to take her out in the GOP primary. So someone that was such a, so, you know, has so much passion to take, to put down Republicans, to take down the ex-president, you know, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, I don't know the hatred that she has towards conservatives, especially the president family. I don't know where that comes from, but you know, they don't even have the people like her and the Mitt Romney said, well, I've never seen them fight against Democrats the way they fight against Republicans. Isn't it just shameful? Yeah, it's wild. They call themselves a Republican, but they're not. Adam Wise, he's a political strategist, AMWPR. Adam, it's good to talk to you again, my friend. It's been too long. Let's do this again here real soon. Andy, thank you. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend. That's Adam Wise there. We'll take a break. we got one more segment coming up right around the corner to kind of wrap up the show for a pre-Friday celebration. Hopefully, I think we got some of the audio issues cleared up here on the live stream. Rocking it today for a Thursday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, we're still working on some of those technical things. I don't know what's going on. So, I guess that's what I get. I was trying to update some of the graphics and some of the live stuff on the live stream for the TV channels, that sort of thing. And now we're getting some weird, like, background noise. It sounds very sketchy. Not sure what's going on. We'll continue to work on it. So, bear with us. Work in progress. Live radio, we're still rocking it on the radio side, so you guys don't have to worry about a thing. You know, trying to be so complicated and do all of our fun stuff, and uh, (laughs) we'll get it all worked out. So I'm wondering, there's a graphic we put behind us since the camera doesn't fill up the entire screen. There's a a graphic, I put a kind of a motion graphic, and when I downloaded it, it had some sound on it. I'm wondering if it's not trying to play the sound, but it usually will come up with another channel on there for the audio. Very strange. Anyways, welcome back into the program. Thanks again to Adam Wise coming on. If you are listening to the live stream, I apologize. We'll work on that for the radio, guys. Let's just keep on trucking along here, shall we? Uh, we got a few minutes left. What you're going to start seeing for the election season, because remember, this is now a major midterm election going into this year. We've talked about it ad nauseum. I know you're probably already sick of election time already. And so if... You are ready for election time to get ready because it's going to get even bigger. But there's going to be a massive uh, shift in how people vote this year to run on a certain platform, Republican or Democrat. They're going to re-embrace what they think that their constituents are going to want them to vote on because that's how they get reelected. So if you remember all the way back when, I know that in, in politics we have a really short memory span, but all the way back when, as in like two weeks ago, We had Nancy Pelosi make the comment where she felt no issue whatsoever with members of Congress actually buying, selling, or trading stocks on the stock market, which obviously is a completely wrong, illegal, bad thing, or at least it should be, because they influence it. There was a perfect tweet, and I can't remember who did it, one of the NFL commentators, because I don't watch NFL or sports, I don't really know, but uh, one of them made a beautiful comment. He's like, oh, we're not allowed to bet on the game as a player, and it should be that way. Why in the world are members of Congress allowed to buy, sell, and trade stocks? Because they have such an influence on the stock market based on their policy decisions that they shouldn't be allowed to do that knowing what could go up or go down based on their policy decisions. And Nancy Pelosi, of course, blew that off. She's all about it. I don't see a problem. Why? And the conversation really even started not about whether they should be allowed to or not, but the fact that they are allowed to, and it's not open and transparent for us to know what they're investing their stocks into as a public portfolio. And you would think that would be kind of an issue. Well, now there's a headline from NPR where Nancy Pelosi and Democrats are pushing now to ban members of Congress from trading individual stock gains, and it builds momentum in the House. So now we have Democrats that, again, they realize it was an unpopular decision. And smartly, I got to give them a little bit of credit here. Don't usually do that for Democrats. Smartly, they've recognized it was a bad policy. They recognize it was a really dumb conversation and something that they shouldn't be doing because they kind of exposed their elitism a little bit. We don't want elitism. We despise elitism. Usually Democrats would despise, well, I don't know. It depends on what Democrats you're talking to. You could have the blue dog, old school Democrats that despise elitism as well, which is why a lot of them went to Donald Trump in the last couple of elections. Or you got the new socialist AOC types that just love elitism because they're part of the cool kids club. And since they're unique and different, then obviously that sets them above someone else and they like their superiority. So it depends on what kind of Democrat you're talking about. But at least the Democrats are starting to catch on to basic common sense. And they're saying, well, we made a comment. It wasn't a popular comment. People don't really like it. So now we're going to create a bill after defending what we were doing. We're now going to create a bill that would actually stop us from doing that because you guys didn't like that. 
It's a wishy-washy back-and-forth mentality that Democrats have always done their entire life, but now they're doing it in the sense of, well, we're really not even going to try and hide it. We're just going to be open about it. Okay. Oh, you didn't like that comment. All right. Well, by golly, I know I defended it yesterday, but today we're going to start a new bill on it. Almost 10 years ago, Congress overwhelmingly passed the Stock Act, according to NPR, requiring members and their spouses to disclose when they buy or sell stocks, which they're not really doing very well, which is what brought up the entire conversation. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi doesn't personally trade stocks. Her husband does, and the transactions are reported regularly. When asked earlier this month about the new efforts to change the law to ban trading, the Speaker backed the current system. We are, quote, a free market economy. They should be able to participate in that. But the current law has a mixed record, according to them, and a lot of critics are issue, are having concerns about it. So now, change in tone just from less than a month ago. Well, I'm going to start banning stock trading. Not allowed to do that. Shouldn't be able to do that. It's all politics. It's the election coming up. They will change their tone on the whim based on the breeze that is flowing that day. And you have to be aware of it. You have to have that elephant memory. You have to remember what these guys are doing. And you have to work to stop the shenanigans. But it's not surprising from a Democrat because they don't have principles. They just say whatever they want to to get popular. And we get to call them out when they do that stuff. Back at it tomorrow for a Friday. We got lots more to get to. Didn't get to a lot of what we wanted to today, but that's all right. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth. It always speaks some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.